All right, it's time for another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner, and I am extremely sorry that this episode is so late. I actually considered not even recording anything, but I've got OCD, so I gotta do it. But let me take a minute and explain what happened. Uh, so, as many of you may know, I live in Dallas. Dallas was recently hit with a series of tornadoes. My house was in the path of one of those tornadoes. Thankfully, it passed about a mile south of us, or actually a couple miles south of us, rather. But as we were getting ready to record our episode on Sunday night, I got a notice on my phone saying that there was imminent danger and to take shelter. Now, we knew that there was a tornado on the ground in Dallas. We knew that it was heading our way, and we were just kind of expecting, you know, to to take shelter and, and that would be it. And thankfully, that really is pretty much the extent of it. The tornado did not hit us directly, which is great. I feel very thankful for that. My heart goes out to all those who were directly in the path because I have been in the path of a tornado before and it sucks. They are, they're terrible. They are, they really are terrible. If you've ever been in a tornado, if you've ever been the victim of a tornado, you know what I'm talking about. It's just a terrible, terrible thing. But we get this notice saying to take shelter because there is imminent danger. And so I texted Colin and I told him, we've got to take shelter. We have a tornado on the ground. It's heading towards us. I'll let you know what's up. So... I grab my family. We all take our shelter. We go to our we go to our safe spaces, and we wait for things to calm down. Thankfully, it wasn't a long time, maybe half hour or so, that we had to really be up and about. If even that, the real danger was fifteen minutes, maybe tops. But there was a lot of lightning involved, both before and after that tornado. And I found out, I think it was a couple days later, that there was actually seven tornadoes that had touched down on the ground. I don't know if that number has been revised or not. Uh, We were in the path of the big one, though, the EF3. There were a couple zeros, a couple ones. So yeah, it it was an adventurous night for many people in the DFW area. And as I was saying, we had a lot of lightning around our area, as I'm sure other people did as well. I was sitting in my bed, watching the news, waiting for the tornado to get closer to us, and I saw a giant bolt of lightning strike behind our house somewhere. I'm not sure where. It was pretty close, but it was loud, and it was enough to make my 14-year-old daughter scream because it scared her so bad. She's so jumpy that it it just scared the crap out of her, which in and of itself was pretty entertaining. But seeing the lightning that close and and hearing it, you know, that if you've never been in a building that's been struck by lightning, then there's not really any way to explain it other than it's really loud and really bright. I've unfortunately been in two buildings that have been struck by lightning. My mom's house got struck once and it ended up blowing out a couple of TVs and an outlet. I think she lost a computer in the process as well. 
and I was in a, I guess it was a squash court when I lived in, in Pretoria, South Africa, there was a lightning storm and this small building at our apartment complex had two squash courts, which is similar to racquetball. If you're not familiar with the game and we were sitting there playing the game well, I was watching a couple of my buddies play and all of a sudden the building got struck by lightning. The fuse box on the wall exploded. Everything went dark. It was amazing. I've never experienced anything like that. That was the very first time that I'd ever been in a building struck by lightning. It was crazy. But we had this lightning strike somewhere behind our house. I think I think it may have possibly been my neighbor's house that it hit. I'm not sure. There was no fire though, so I don't know. Thankfully, there were no fires. It may have been a tree. It could have just been the ground. I don't know, but it hit. I saw I saw it was really close. And then after the tornado, the big tornado, about 2 a.m., we had another wave of storms roll through. And again, there was more lightning and we had a bolt of lightning strike in the front of our house. I was in bed sleeping. I'm not sure where it hit. I heard it hit and it woke me up. I know that it was the front of our house because my daughter's room is in the front part of our house. And she said that the flash actually woke her up. We thought that it may have hit our home because our smoke detectors began going off. Apparently what happens when lightning strikes, if it's close enough, the ionization in the air and all the sciencey stuff that I don't really understand can trigger your smoke detectors. And so at 2 a.m. on Monday morning, we had our smoke detectors just going crazy for, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds, just enough to wake me up and really get my blood pumping. But... The lightning bolt strike, you know, that was already enough to to really get me awake. So we had those two strikes within very close proximity to our house. I didn't realize it at the time, but one, if not both of them, buggered up my internet. Uh, not so much the, the internet connectivity or, or anything like that, although I have been getting slower speeds this week and that may be a direct result, I'm not sure. But I've got some of my network equipment that has actually stopped working. I think that it fried my switches. And the way that my home is laid out, I have my computer that I do all of my recording and my editing and everything in one room. And then I have, you know, my work laptop in another room and we have computers in other rooms. And so those switches are pretty vital to me being able to access computers and do things from one place to another. So I ended up having to rearrange everything. I had to go out and buy some new equipment. I'm still waiting for some equipment to arrive. It should be here on Saturday. But I had to really basically reconfigure my entire my entire computer setup, which cost me a lot of time considering all of the other construction that I'm doing in my home. I also had to have some electricians come out and deal with some some wiring issues that I was dealing with, which weren't directly related to any of the tornado, but 
they were in the closet that I have all my network stuff in. And so my router and everything, it, it's just been a nightmare with my network this week and my computers. And, you know, it's not necessarily all directly related to the tornado, but a lot of it can probably be attributed to the events surrounding the tornado. But thankfully, you know, there weren't a lot of people who lost their lives in the tornado. My problems are very minuscule. I did not lose my home. I didn't lose a roof. I didn't lose, you know, there's so many people who lost a lot more. And those are the people that really have it rough right now. Me telling you this isn't me crying, saying, oh, my life is so hard. Me telling you this is me saying, this is why my episode is late. And I'm really, really sorry. I apologize profusely. And, you know, we want to we want to keep that same standard that we've always had here of, of getting episodes out on time. And it seems like we've kind of slipped on that. And this week especially, but when Mother Nature decides she's going to throw a wrench into your plans, there's not a lot that you can do about that. Anyway, that's my story. As for Colin, he's on the road this week. No, he isn't traveling. He's literally on the road, dead. He got hit by a car. Hopefully somebody, though, will pick him up and dust him off and put a microphone in his hand for next week's show because I'll probably be the one who's dead on the road, hit by a car. Given the events of the past few days, I really haven't had a lot of opportunities to build out a nice, robust 60-minute show for everybody. I wish that I had, but I just haven't. But there are a few things that I did want to cover. They just kind of jumped out and grabbed my attention before the tornado demanded my attention and then all of the aftermath. First up pertains to the Arrowverse. I know that it feels like we've been talking a lot about this topic lately, But considering all that they're doing, you know, you've got the crisis on infinite earths, you've got Arrow ending with this season, you've got all of these different things that they've been doing. They've been in the news a lot lately. And since I'm a fan, it's kind of hard to ignore. And Colin's also a fan. So yeah, it is hard to ignore. Uh, But we now know what the show is that will be filling the vacancy that Arrow will be creating after it ends this season. And that show is Green Arrow and the Canaries, which I got to say I'm a little bit disappointed by. I I really am a little bit disappointed by. The show is basically going to focus on Mia Smoke taking up the Green Arrow name along Katie Cassidy's Laura Lance and Juliana Harkavy's Dinah Drake. So it's going to be a female Green Arrow, and the two Black Canaries. And it looks like it's going to be taking place in the future. So we've seen the future Star City. I think it was taking place in 2040. All last season was setting this up, I believe. I didn't really like that. I It was okay, but I felt like the time jumps and stuff were were just kind of confusing at times and a little bit unnecessary. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I was not, I was not a big fan of it. 
Now, I probably still will watch this show just because of the fact that I enjoy the Arrowverse. And I can't imagine that it's going to be absolutely terrible. But I don't think that it's going to be one of my favorites. I don't I I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that I'm pleasantly surprised by this. But this kind of goes back to what we were talking about on the last show, where would you rather see your favorite shows end too soon or too late? And I almost feel as though this is dragging out Arrow even more. Yeah, it's not going to be Oliver Queen. They're doing the spinoff. They're... They're going, you know, the distance into the future. But it just feels like they're dragging Arrow just on and on and on. And I honestly think Arrow could have probably ended a season or two ago and I would have been happy. But... This is what they're doing. So that's what we can expect. We unfortunately don't know really anything about it. We can piece together little bits here and there based on what we've seen so far, just with the flash forwards and things on the previous episodes of Arrow. But we do know that filming has officially begun. Uh, filming began October 21st. So... It's it's going, it's happening, so we have that to look forward to. Which, again, you know, I'm not really thrilled about. I would have rather them do something else. There's so many other properties that they could have done something with. So many other characters that they could have done something with in the DC Universe. I would have probably preferred something like that. And doing the Crisis on Infinite Earths gives them opportunity to just introduce those characters however they would want to. And whatever. it We'll see how it goes. What do you guys think, though? Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Let me know. The next thing that I wanted to discuss, you know, we've got, we've got Halloween almost here. So this one is kind of fitting considering it has to do with zombies. And, you know, we're not bringing back SD files, probably, at least not yet. But MoviePass is now a zombie. You might remember how the company went out of business last month. But even though it's dead, there's a lot of former users who have reported that MoviePass is still charging their credit cards and taking money from their bank accounts. Which, to me, is insane. How... If if you're a company that's gone out of business, how are you still taking money from people? That just amazes me. And yeah, they keep saying that they they might come back in some form, but they're dead, or at least we thought they were. The New York Post has reported that several MoviePass users have discovered that there's a bunch of mysterious charges on their credit cards. After the service was terminated, one user was charged twice in September after the company had shut down once for the $9.95 membership and another for $5.64, which they don't know what that fee is for. They they just charged them $5.64. Another user who canceled her account in January 
was charged twice in September, including a charge that processed on the day that the company shut down. And she ended up filing a fraud claim with her bank to get her money bank, her money back. Now, the parent company for MoviePass, uh, Helios and Matheson, has not commented on the issue. I probably wouldn't either. I'd go and hide. You know, they're they're probably taking this money and going to their the Bahamas or something. I don't know what they're doing. But there's people talking about filing a class action lawsuit. Uh, this isn't the first time that MoviePass has done shenanigans like this. Uh, you might recall that in the past they had people who had canceled their subscriptions were still being charged. People who had canceled their subscriptions found out that they were never canceled at all. I mean, just all sorts of stuff. This is just bad. This is a bad look on MoviePass. Even if they do come back, I don't know that people would want to even trust them at this point. I know I don't. Why would I give them my money knowing that if they go out of business again, that they're probably going to just take my money and run? That's just, that's just a dick move. And you know that they're going to blame it on some software glitch or something because that's what they always do. But I think it's probably more intentional than that. But of course, I'm cynical. They've, I mean, they've started, yeah, this this is just bad. So uh, MoviePass can suck it. They are a zombie though. So you got to destroy the brain. Shotgun, double tap. I'm not in, I'm not promoting violence here, but that is a good way. Another good way to do it is just change your credit card to some depleted Visa gift card that's got like 20 cents on it and you're good to go. There is that. So movie pass, y'all suck. That's about <laughs> that's about the long and short of it. Movie pass, y'all suck. I don't know what else to say. But that is all that I've got this week. I wish that I had more. Uh, We'll be back soon with another episode. Go ahead and send us your thoughts, though, to feedback at StolenDroids.com. If you have any questions or anything else, you know, send those to us as well, and we'll we'll share our thoughts. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to Stolen Droids Podcast. We're wherever you get your podcasts from. You're listening to us now, so you obviously know how to find a podcast. But tell your friends, leave a review, uh, leave us a rating. We appreciate those things. You can you can leave us a four-star review, but guess what? We like the five-star reviews better. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stolen Droids. And check us out over at StolenDroids.com as well. We've got a few new shows, Cutscenes and Cupcakes. And then Movies That Make Us has been around for a bit, but they're still new compared to us. So I'll call them a new show. Uh, those are Two great shows if you're interested in gaming and movies. Check those guys out. And we'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, be good to each other. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.